This is News Talk. The shooting of John Caldwell dominates plenty of the front pages this morning. I'll just run you through what some of the front pages are. The Irish Daily Mail hero officer tried to save the children. Heroic PSNI officer John Caldwell got back to his feet after being hit by a hail of bullets to warn his son and other children to run away. According to the Irish Daily Mail, a suspected new IRA dissidents gunned him down, is what that paper says. Young soccer players scattered in terror at the busy sports centre in Oma. What those children must have seen is absolutely frightening. The Irish Sun, new IRA thugs turned guns on kids. The maniacs, as they're called in the sun, pointed guns at terrified children after shooting a cop multiple times in front of his own young son. Detective Chief, Super, uh, Detective Chief Inspector John Caldwell, aged 48, was last night still fighting for his life after the attack in Oma. The Irish Daily Mirror shot cop targeted in grudge. John Caldwell was shot by dissidents with a grudge and he may have known the gunmen. It is feared according to the Mirror. The Irish Times focus on new IRA after PSNI officer shooting a senior officer fighting for his life last night after he was shot in front of his son in an attempted murder which is being linked to the dissident Republican group the new IRA The only thing that you can say about this is that it was really positive to see the community rally together in OMA, as they always do, uh, and to see right across the political divide such condemnation of this. And of course, everyone's thoughts are with John Caldwell and his family and hope that he makes a very speedy recovery. The Irish Examiner goes with the judges, which you heard about in the news there. Uh, New funding to hire more judges, significantly increasing the number of judges in Ireland and it's all because of the big backlog caused by COVID. Ministers have agreed to appoint 24 additional judges this year and another 20, so that's 44 judges that we'll have within two years in an urgent bid to tackle the delays. So it's going to go up from 173 judges to 217 and the courts might sit for five days a week for the first time in the history of the state. Obviously, the court system can be quite um, civilised at times and uh, maybe there's an argument that they do more hours of sitting, but certainly there's going to be more days of sitting there. So the Irish Council for Civil Liberties is welcoming this, saying it's many years overdue because the system has been underfunded there. So uh, good luck to all those new judges who will be sitting in the chair very, very soon. The Irish Independent... Uh, is saying that the government is going to allow the evictions ban to expire next month. But ministers are trying to identify measures that could avoid tenants being hit with notices to leave their homes within weeks. So obviously we have had this evictions ban in place. Uh, Certainly any homeless housing charity that we interview here on Breakfast Briefing say that the evictions ban works well and that the numbers, high as they are, of people who are homeless, uh, they could be a lot worse if we didn't have the evictions ban. But anyway, it's due to expire in March. And they're going to allow this to happen, but they're going to look at a new plan. But no firm proposals have yet been tabled by Housing Minister Dara O'Brien. The Irish Times has another survey today. This time it's looking at protests outside direct provision centres. And a large majority of voters say that protests should not be allowed outside direct provision centres. The Irish Times and Ipsos in the poll examining views on refugees 
and asylum seekers. So a strong majority of respondents to the poll, 79% of people also say Ireland should live up to its international obligations to protect people who are at risk. But there are high levels of concern about the number of asylum seekers and refugees coming to Ireland and 84% of respondents say there's a limit to the number Ireland can cope with. So the vast majority don't want protests outside direct provision centres. They say that we need to uh, live up to our international commitments, but then they also say we need to have a limit in the number of people coming here and voters remain opposed to giving military assistance to Ukraine by a clear majority as well. So there's a lot of analysis in the Irish Times. Pat Lee has a big piece as well uh, from this poll uh, that has been carried out today. The Irish Examiner has a quote you can be gay in Ireland but don't be too gay. That's according to a Cork influencer who was the victim of an alleged homophobic attack in Cork City on Sunday and he fears he may socially regress following the assault. David Babington said a man shouted abusive and homophobic language to him while he was walking on Cook Street shortly before midnight on Sunday and he said the man was on the other side of the street and came over to him after shouting uh, and then, so after your man shouted, that wasn't enough, he then allegedly hit Mr Babington in the face and he, he says I just remember going down. Uh, David Babington by the way, he's 43, he's married he has a child and he's saying that uh, he's going to start begin questioning if he is being too gay in certain bars or areas. He also says not the first time that he has been targeted for being gay in Cork. Quite a worrying story there. If you're a petrol car driver, you'll be interested in this because your car is going to run on fuel that's 10% plant oil from April. Regulations are going to be announced for the country's 900,000 petrol cars today, which will double the amount of bioethanol currently mixed with petrol at the pumps. I presume you won't see a difference, but at least you know about it now when you're filling up that there'll be a bit more plant oil in your fuel. Remarkable story from the Herald this morning, um, which is that horses, if you don't mind, are being given as communion gifts. So the story is that there's been a huge increase in Gardaí enforcing legislation to protect horses in Dublin. That's according to my lovely horse, Rescue. Um, so Gardaí are taking action there. But then they also mention that horses are being given as communion gifts, which is obviously very, very concerning. I'm sure we'll hear more about this later today, but you can read more about that in the Herald. Certainly not a present that should be given for a communion. Now, if you had a bad night's sleep, uh, of bad news for you, because it's certainly not good for you. I suppose we always know that getting a poor night's sleep is bad for you, but now we've more scientific evidence. Getting a good night's sleep could add years to your life. This is in The Telegraph, and it found those who enjoyed good quality sleep lived the longest, and it could extend life by almost five years for men and more than two years for women, and 8% of deaths uh, from any cause could be linked to poor sleep. It took me ages to get to sleep last night, so I'm kind of worried reading that story. It's a lot easier said than done, though. I hate when you hear experts say, oh, make sure now you get a good night's sleep. A lot easier said than done. People do struggle with it. But if you can 
take any opportunity to sleep do because it's very good for you as we already knew also very good for you is being married this is in the times of london and it's bad news for bachelors out there because marriage protects men from heart failure i might have to rethink my stance on marriage after this because vowing to love a partner in sickness and in health appears to be a good deal for men marriage helps them to live longer lifelong bachelors are twice as likely to die from heart failure as men who get married partly because they've no one close to them looking out for their health. Now, next you'll hear that living with someone can cause stress and that can cause heart failure as well. I wouldn't worry too much about this study, but it was uh, presented at the American College of Cardiology and essentially marriage. Very good for you. Bachelors need to watch out. That's what we're told in the Times of London. Now, for women, by the way, there's no link between marital status and their risk of death from heart failure. I'm sure some women will say being married actually causes them heart issues. Now, those are the stories making the headlines. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.